Welcome to episode 472 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I'm covering paranormal news. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you make it to the live streams on Discord or you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or on the Trouble Minds radio network, KUAP Digital Broadcasting. And uh, there you can hear the show every night, uh, replays of the show every night at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. That'll be um, two, basically, replays of previous shows. Um, and that is right before uh, Trouble Minds Radio comes on. I also like to thank the host of Trouble Minds Radio. I'm saying, I'm saying that really fast tonight. Troubled Minds Radio. There we go. Still having a hard time with that. But anyway... Um, I'd like to thank Michael Strange for, and as well as Liam Martin, host of the Exiled Minds podcast, for um, producing the shows and putting them up on the station, uh, where you all can hear them there. And uh, also, um, if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can uh, always share the show with others and rate and review it on your podcast platform of choice. I also have some paranormal fiction and nonfiction books that I've written you can, that you can check out on Amazon. I also have a, have a uh, Patreon page, and um, the plan there is to be releasing one episode per month of uh, True Paranormal Stories from the Web that will only go to that page. I still need to record this month's show. I will get to it as soon as I can. Um, and then uh, also, if you'd just like to make one-time donations, you can do that through PayPal and Venmo. As there are expenses in creating this show, from uh, equipment to research materials to travel, uh, I will be going to the Mid Michigan Paracon this year, and that's on September fourth, September fourth, November fourth, and then and fifth. That's a weekend. That's actually the weekend after Halloween, and that is in um, at the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And I'll be making recordings there of myself and anyone else who wants to join me, uh, talking about all things paranormal, uh, thoughts on on the subject, basically subjects, uh, as well as personal stories of personal experiences. So, and then I'll bring those recordings back and uh, put them into a, a show or two, depending on how many there are and how long they go for and all that. So, but yes, uh, any help is always appreciated. Never expected, um, but just. Uh, just so you all know, if if you all would like to see more, uh, more things done in the show, more more um, current, maybe more current books reviewed, uh, those uh, donations would help with that. So uh, I think that covers everything. Thank you all for sticking with me as I sort of stumble through this uh, first show back after a little bit bit of a break that I had to uh, take for various reasons. Basically, just uh, everyday normal life that. Uh, there are things going on, and not bad. Just things I that were keeping me, keeping my mind off of the show, kind of a lot. So I decided to just take some time off. 
and uh, and um, just wait until everything kind of calmed down. And now I'm back and glad to be here. So thank you all for uh, sticking with me as I sort of get back into this again. So, um, so as always, I share all the articles um, that I talk about in the Discord server and the episode description for these shows. And so you can check out the articles uh, yourselves and read the whole thing. I never really, I don't uh, ever read the whole thing or even parts of the thing word for word, uh, at least not large parts of them, um, just because I want uh, you all to be able to check those out and because um, this is supposed to be sort of a summary kind of a show of things. So um, getting into the first article here. Let's see here. This is from, uh, let's see here. This is from WCYY.com. The title reads, Old English Settlement in York named one of the most haunted places in Maine. So uh, this article starts off talking about how there are plenty of uh, good reasons for parts of Maine to be haunted. Uh, the state has a long history uh, that has, uh, has, of course, had some dark patches, as most places do. Uh, the state is covered in plenty of trees that uh, also, of course, they're talking about how just the, the large number of trees in the state and how if they could talk, they plen- uh, probably could tell a lot of stories. So, and of course, the since we're talking about the state of Maine here, um, they have to bring up uh, Stephen King, who was born and raised uh, in Maine. So, um, let's see here. Mentions here that Maine always uh, embraces the this time of year, the, the Halloween season, uh, which, believe it or not, we're at the uh, midpoint of September, getting closer to October. So, it is getting to be close to that time of year. Some people even start way early. Um, with the decorations and things, and uh, so, and they're talking about how there are haunted walks and uh, different other events, corn mazes. But uh, they mention if you uh, if you're looking to be frightened, of course, it always has to be about fear uh, by something that feels less artificial. Which uh, they're referring to, sort of those other things. Um, again, people um, might not not realize that uh, when a lot of times when people are looking things up online uh, in terms of the paranormal and, and you type in haunted house, you're going to get not necessarily what you're looking for. You're going to get the haunted house attractions, the places that are set up to be scary and may not have any anything to do with paranormal there at all. Of course, there are some exceptions where um, some of these, these artificial, as the article mentions here, artificially haunt, uh, scary places also have a paranormal activity that may be something to look into later on. But um, anyway, so Anna mentions that Maine is home to some real-life haunted houses. So this um, this this article is talking about the uh, one of the most haunted attractions in Maine is actually a museum. And uh, it's the Muse- Museum of... Or, I'm sorry, museums at Old York. It's one of the oldest preserved English settlements in the state. Or, I'm sorry, in the country. 
before Maine was a state, it was a province, and uh, York thrived as a, uh, a maritime location and uh, allowing the population to grow from there. Also, these articles always, I recommend checking them out because they have a lot of uh, pictures of all these places that, that I'm talking about here that uh, um, are better to be viewed than for me to try to describe them. Mentions that uh, centuries later, it's possible that uh, some of the original inhabitants of the, the settlement decided not to leave. And of course, they're talking about spirits or ghosts there. Uh, stories from visitors talk about doors that open and close on their own. The sounds of uh, unexplained talking in the distance. And the sighting of uh, uh, a woman, apparition of a woman as well. So, and this woman is referred to the referred to as the White Witch, which, of course, who knows? Um, that's not always meant to be a very positive term by a lot of people at the time, I believe. Uh, but apparently, this woman walks the streets of this old property alone and uh, looking for something, according to the article here. And uh, the museums have uh, embraced their potential haunting. It says throughout the fall, they uh, have different events like dramatic readings of Edgar Allan Poe, uh, some of his work, and there's a small fee to visit the location. But uh, um, it mentions, of course, that being scared by something unexplained may be priceless, maybe worth it. So um, that's where the article ends. But I just love the idea of these places that are preserved, and um, maybe that preservation can enhance or uh, increase the chances of there being paranormal activity going on. So um, I wouldn't mind checking that out someday if I'm ever in that area. So and you can check out the rest of the article for all the pictures and the full text and everything and go from there. So uh, moving on, these first few articles are about the paranormal in terms of haunted places, uh, paranormal hotspots. Um, and... This next article is from cnynews.com. The um, title reads, This creepy Connecticut road was just ranked the most haunted in America. So uh, make what you will of those kinds of rankings or lists or uh, those kinds of things because I think they can, um, they're, there's different reasons for those to exist. So, and some of that is marketing. Uh, this article starts talking about how there are legends all over the state from uh, Cornwall's Dudley Town. I believe I talked about that in a, in a show or a story a while ago to the Sterling Opera House in Derby and beyond. Um, let's see here. So now uh, the state is getting more attention for the, uh, because of this other article, apparently, from Travel and Leisure, uh, they just named, uh, that group just named Jeremy Swamp Road and Southbury. Bury, I'm not sure how you say that. Uh, that road has been named the most, the country's most haunted route in America. So, uh, and this apparently happened in August, this uh, other article from Travel and Leisure. And according to them, there are stories about many uh, roads in Connecticut, but one of the best known is uh, 
is the Jeremy Swamp Road in Southbury. According to urban legend, of course, uh, drivers drivers uh, get in their vehicles get stuck there, and uh, they tend to the drivers of these vehicles that get stuck there tend to disappear before the tow truck arrives, and it's the result. And again, this is according to urban legend of having been ambushed by creatures known as the melon heads. So um, now I don't understand what this has to do with spirits or ghosts, but um, the article talks more about this. And these are apparently these uh, melon heads are a group shrouded in mystery. They've been uh, given, of course, different names, of course, mutants and uh, just monstrous kind of creatures. They're believed to be, some believe that they are um, escaped mental patients. So again, a lot of sort of just, um, I don't know, not so, not so uh, nice terms given to, to these creatures based on what they might be and all these different things that are talked about are sort of people that are on the edge of um, maybe our outskirts of society in a way. But, uh, and so this road is, um, according to this legend here, and again, this is uh, still, as far as I can tell here, urban legend, uh, talks about how they, they, um, these creatures will stop and, um, kidnap anyone that just walks through the area. So, um, even without that, I'm, I'm just wondering here, this is an odd example of why is this con- does this make this a haunted road? Um, I don't understand that. They're talking more about sort of cryptids than actual uh, spirits or ghosts. So um, I'm a little bit confused on this article here, but uh, that's okay. I don't never I never claim to know, claim to know anything anyway. So um, I'm just more a little more confused than normal about an article. That's that doesn't surprise me much. Um, so I think that's where I'll leave it. You all can check out the rest of the article from here. And, of course, it goes on to other articles. Uh, This is something that some websites do now, apparently, where they'll have the main article, but then they'll have other articles beneath it. And uh, so you think it's a huge article until you get down to the next section, and it's a completely different article. Not sure I care for that, but that's the way it's done. Um, All right. So moving on to this uh, next article here. And this is the last of these... Um, articles about basically haunted places. Uh, and this one is from Z94.com. And the title reads The Horrific History of Oklahoma's Haunted Civil War, Civil War Confederate Cemetery and Fort. So, and um, this is talking about a location in Oklahoma. Uh, and, uh, this is, um, talking about a fort, uh, the remains of a fort, and, um, called Fort, I'm not sure if how you say this exactly, Washita, W-A-S-H-I-T-A, and this is in Durant, o- Oklahoma, and, um, so this place has a lot of history, um, a lot of paranormal activity. And this is uh, was originally built back in 1842 by General Zachary Taylor, 
same uh, one that became uh, president, uh, the 12th president of the U.S. And uh, so let's see here. This is uh, Fort Washita was built with the intent of protecting uh, citizens of both the uh, basically different um, Native, Native Americans, uh, Indians, uh, from others actually in the area. So, and uh, this is basically, fort was established to keep the peace in the area between everyone involved. Uh, the fort was abandoned as the uh, American Civil War started. The Confederate Army took control over uh, control of the fort uh, and used it throughout the war until the war ended. So uh, there's graves in the cemetery, um, but apparently a lot of them are unmarked. Mentions here that when the the war ended, the Confederate Army burned the fort down, and it's been abandoned ever since. The uh, Oklahoma Historical Society apparently now manages and oversees the area, and uh, it's um and it's a uh, open to tour apparently. So and you can visit the uh, the location. So um, let's see here. So with that much history, there are reports of um, of ghost stories basically, and uh, there is one of the most well known. Uh, stories is about a woman named Aunt Jane, and uh, this is apparently. I'm not seeing a lot in this article as to whether or not this actually happened. So I'm hoping this is more of an urban legend. But again, as far as these legends go, um, even if there wasn't any actual history, it seems like when these stories are passed down through enough years and to enough people, uh, they can generate apparitions on their own to all the people that go there and care about this and think about this and, and they're the, any given story and then all that energy somehow collects and apparently makes apparitions from just all the other stories of places that I've um, read over the years. Um, so this, uh, this um, spirit has been seen wandering the fort and grounds and of course the sad part about this story is this is apparently a woman that was um, attacked and beheaded, uh, allegedly. So yeah, this is another another legend. So hopefully this is just that. But the, legends, the legend goes that she was killed by a group of outlaws who were looking to rob her. And um, so apparently she was carrying some gold, and that's what they wanted. But now she's still seen in the area, and uh, so she's um, apparently she's just one of the many apparitions that have been seen and heard and uh, felt at this location. So um, let's see. Also, this location has over around 200 soldiers' graves. Most are unmarked and unknown. People have reported seeing several apparitions and uh, other had other experiences in and around the cemetery. And uh, this place is apparently really active in terms of the paranormal that according to those that have toured the place. So uh, the barracks that were rebuilt back in the 1960s, but then unfortunately 
Seems like they burnt down in 2010. Uh, but there's still the remains of that building as well. So uh, I think that looks like that's the end. Let's see here. No, I guess not. So it does mention there are tours in the location, um, as always, with these places. I definitely recommend checking out uh, checking out anything you can find online about them, um, looking for them in terms of, of their current rules and, and schedules and all those things, because these articles, um, they can change that they can be released one day and have information on how to contact a location and, and how to do a tour. But then, of course, as time goes on, um, that information can change, but the article still remains. So uh, I think that's where I'll leave it. does appear to be, I think that's the, basically the rest of it. The, the rest just talks about the scheduling of tours and visit, visits and all those things. So, um, But, yeah, I think that's where I'll leave that. And uh, let's see here. So I'm going to go on to the next uh, article here. I think I'll switch these two around. I think I'll just cover. I just want to bring up um, there's this article here from interestingengineering.com. And the title of this one, um, this is getting more to UFOs. And uh, this article, the title reads, What Do We Know About UFOs So Far? So, and it's, it seems to be a good summary of events over the years of, um, in relation to this topic. And in terms of talking about uh, um, Area 51 and uh, all the different re research over uh, through various government organizations, and uh, it mentions Bob Lazar, of course, uh, and then it mentions recent events here. The um, in terms of all the uh, from earlier this year, the the latest hearing in Congress. And all those things. So it's it's a really quick uh, read overall, and it's just a quick summary of just some talking points regarding UFOs. So uh, you can check that out and go from there, and it might be a good place to start if you're sort of new to this topic, as I was a year maybe two years ago, and you want to have some places to start with. So um, just in terms of looking up names and locations, and. Uh, this is um, a topic that I've, I have to say I've gotten a lot more interested in over the last couple of years because of experiences and uh, those kinds of things that I didn't think I'd ever have before. Um, but I, I did. That's the whole story of all the, the blue light that I saw several times. And so now I, I, now I am definitely, I don't mind looking into this topic because I think it is important. And, uh, I think there are so many people that have experiences, and of course, who knows how many people have them, and they don't want to talk about them. So um, I think that's going to do it for this show. And uh, thank you all for listening and for their patience as I took a little bit of a break, and for your patience also as I, again, stumbled through this episode here. So uh, thank you all. Take care, and I will talk to you all in the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal.